Welcome to What's Brewing CISFA. What's Brewing CISFA is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISFA past president. And I'm Dana Yarbrough, Dennis's co-host and fellow employee at Los Angeles Mission College. What's Brewing CISFA hopes to inform and entertain you 30 minutes at a time, except for today. <laughs> <laughs> So let's start the show. And welcome to another episode of What's Brewing Cisfa. Let's start this show with our first cup of espresso. That's right. It's our second shot here as we're recording back to back. Our second show. This one will uh, we'll release it on Friday to give people a, a break from that harrowing 16-minute show that we put out <laughs> On the end of Thursday. Oh, uh, but we did want to get the show out because, again, we are taping uh, the Friday show, which is this one, on Thursday. Or as Dana and Erica call it? Uh, Friday Junior. That's right. Friday Junior, everyone. Yes. Also known as Thursday. Who knew? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just going to be like a single topic show. There just wasn't enough time tomorrow to tape tomorrow's show on tomorrow <laughs> like it would normally have been for a Friday. We've got a, what do we have tomorrow? We just have a FAFSA workshop. Right. Uh-huh. We got our senior day canceled. Right. Would have been nice if someone told me. Uh, well, listen, at uh, least you got an email that implied that it was going to be canceled. I got it. Yeah, related right? to something completely <laughs> off topic, there we go. you yeah. know. Uh-huh. But yes, it's, uh, yeah, so we're down to just one event and then uh, take the staff out to lunch. Hey, How's that? appreciation. Let's do it. That's right. And we appreciate you too, Dennis. There oh, you thank go. you. <laughs> you know where I like to eat? Morton's. Oh, Lowry's. You know what? Hey, I'll let the I'll let us know. I'll let everybody know. Yes, please. Yes, steakhouses. Uh huh. <coughs> there we go. Big sneeze. <laughs> Hopefully, got that off microphone, everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing about having good quality microphones. <laughs> Not everyone has to hear me sneeze, even though I'm in the same room as Dana. <laughs> so, Dana, being a one-topic thing, last time we talked about student loans, on moratorium and payment. Let's just talk about the broad topic of. And I saw this on a CNBC article. Mm-hmm. Is college really worth it? Ooh, man. You know? Yeah. And, and the article gets into it a little bit. Again, it's CNBC, so it's going to be a little shorter than a journal-type article. Right. A little more aimed at consumers. But, you know, it does talk about how if you say college in general, mm-hmm. the answer is generally yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are certainly some programs that are really worth it. Some programs, maybe not so much. Right. You know? And then I don't I don't think there's any like empirical studies that show like um as far as after students graduate college like there's no like statistical information on that is there like Oh, there's a like fair how, amount. It's is it's there? Yeah, it, it's uh-huh. not all collected at the federal level, but okay. you know, the types of studies that there are out there, you know, try to look at data from like Social Security Administration because you're Wages get reported through them. So it's not 100% perfect, but it would tell you that if they can say, Dana, who's at this age, went from earning zero to something, Mm -hmm. and we can tie that in that she has a degree, again, other data systems that would be needed, then you can see, okay, now she's got a degree. Or through surveys of alumni, 
uh, or other surveying instruments. But you're right; it's not a, it's not a, there's not a foolproof way right? yet. Yeah. But there is some. I think there is enough studies because when some of these papers report out, a lot of it is about, say, uh, you know, your petroleum engineers. Okay. Uh, that's like a field I know I've read in at least a couple different books that almost certainly pays off to a high degree compared to the cost. Uh, yeah. You know, and a lot of, <laughs> and most, it's like out of the top 10 programs, most of them tend to be like engineering programs. So like STEM. STEM, a very specific STEM, not okay. all math majors, in other words. Got you. Or even physics or physicians or not physicists, I should say, not physicians. They make good money. Would fall under that. But yes, in the STEM field, same thing like computer science, mm-hmm. uh, health, health related services, right. but not like in home care person as much as doctor or medical uh, mm-hmm. or a physician's assistant or, or dentistry. That's more like allied health, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So many in that field can earn very good money. Nurses mm-hmm. in particular, mm-hmm. if you get into certain things. Yeah. But just like doctors, you know, a doctor who's got a specialist, plastic surgeon, hand surgeon, oh, stuff like man. that. Now we're talking money. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks. Just like Dana putting it in the freezer. I mean, uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where Dana stacks her money at all. She stacks it at a bank. But, you know, I it's one of those things. Yes, yeah, so those make more than maybe a general... Uh, you know, general type of doctor. Right. Or someone who decides that they want to work Doctors Without Borders. Hey, there we go. Which is good for you. Yeah. It just, I don't think once you cross the border, they give you any money. Oh. You know? Oh, so this is like pro bono type of Well, and okay. that kind of stuff where you decide that you're going to work at a hospital that's, you know, maybe uh, does most of, does a high amount of, you know, free work or, uh, again, once you get into Medicare, Medi-Cal, stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. now you're talking about and, you know, talking to people who work in the, in the industry, they have reimbursement rates, which means, you know, like if you uh, see a Medicare, Medi-Cal person and uh, for whatever service, like broken arm to be reset, they say you get $200, you get $200. <laughs> oh, wow. Versus maybe everyone else has to pay $2,000. Okay. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Interesting. Okay. I should I should ask my mom. You, oh, Lord. Like, she would know. But how much, and assumingly we had health insurance back in the day. I mean, with four boys, could you not? Uh, Stuff was going right. on. Oh, right? so she wasn't the type of mom that would tell you to go take a nap if you broke your arm? No, but I did break my arm, and we went to the hospital. I guess I can't remember how much they said it might have cost them. Because I could have swore I heard a number. I guess I have no idea what that number was. This is 1970. 70 something, let's say. Third grade, three plus six, 78, 79, somewhere around there, you know? Okay. So it wasn't a big break. Didn't like poke through the skin kind of stuff, you know, gross? Yeah. Uh No, I guess like a fracture. But I wonder how much they had to pay out of pocket. But the point of the story is you did walk out with a cast. I sure did, right up to the elbow. They paid. So somebody paid enough (laughs) to get the plaster work done on the arm. Oh, and man. later have it cut off and have it cut off. Okay, with a little saw that you don't know how deep they're going. Ooh, and even when they get to your skin, it doesn't cut you open. Ooh, so that that was always yeah. that was the scary part when they cut it open. Yeah. You're like, yeah, uh, what happens if you slip on the saw? Do I suddenly have a gigantic, you know, scar? Mm-hmm. Which would have been cool. Oh, okay, back in third grade, man, mm-hmm. I'd get your scar. You know, but did everybody sign your cast? I had a lot of people sign it. Sweet. I don't think I have it anymore though. I'm trying to think. I don't think it exists anymore. Okay, it's gone. Yeah, and I don't even know if I, you know, if I have photos of it. 
whenever I would have got rid of it would have had to been time when I had a film camera. <laughs> I say that slowly oh for those who have never heard the word film, film camera. 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 I don't know if I have any pictures of it, you know, mm-hmm. of like who would have signed it. Because this would have been grade school. And, you know, I don't. Uh, the last time I talked to anyone from grade school, probably like 10 years ago. Okay. A friend of mine. Uh, again, this was during, you know, social, early social media days, found me and then uh, messaged me about, hey, you want to talk, you know, this is such blah, blah, such, blah, yeah. David from, you know, back in the city. I'm living in Colorado mm. now and, uh, you know, working or whatever. So I think we talked for a little bit just to get caught up. I mean, again, after grade school, my family and I moved. So most of those people were left behind at sixth grade. Okay. And again, I guess, you know, you, you, you write a few letters, a few friends, and then... And that's it. And then you find out that your parents, you know, won't pay to have a bag of stamps just left at your door, so... Because <laughs> it costs money. Yeah, stamps cost money, just like, uh, what was that thing on the old phone? Long distance. Oh. You know, call someone right. long distance? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. You really took it back. Oh, yeah. You really took it back. 50 cents a minute, a dollar a minute. As far as my parents were concerned, $10 a minute. You uh-huh. know, that's what they felt. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you remember, Uh-oh. do you remember those collect commercials back in the day? Like oh, 1-800, call yes. like ATT. Yes. Yeah. Really Some of the worst commercials right in yes, the world. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Oh, Thank man. goodness those died away just like calling cards. Oh, my gosh. I remember having one of those. Oh, man. In college, I, probably in college. In college, because yep. for a little while, my dad, who had a couple different smaller gigs when he, had, you know, was closer to retiring, uh, kind of sold those or whatever or dealt those. Like it was early marketing. It was because probably a scam of some sort. <laughs> I can't remember how much money was ever this on is, the card, how me. much it cost, or what the cost per minute was. I could not tell you a detail to it. <laughs> I just remember you had to have it in your wallet. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to call Dana. So I have to enter this 24-digit number. Then you do something else. Then I call her. And then the minutes start ticking away. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Did you have, like, one of those unlimited cards? Oh, goodness, no. Oh, okay. No, I'm sure this had to have been X number of minutes. And probably, you know, in my family being frugal, very few X number of minutes. Right. So you only call for emergencies. Yeah. Gotcha. But I, I got to say, uh, the phone companies really had the worst deal of all in the residence halls in the 80s and 90s because you'd get a phone bill for your room. You know, and again, this was all paper. There was no electronic world, everybody. The internet did not exist. So you'd get this phone bill, and then you and your roommate would have to break it up and write two checks or something and then pay your phone bill. And again, it wasn't like there was a local office to walk to. Right. So you send it off in the mail. But inevitably... At the end of the semester, I can't imagine that they found half of the students. So your whole thing would have been to plug as many long-distance calls, like in the last week before they kick you out oh, of the dorms. Man. How are they going to find it? Right, you? uh-huh. You know, because mail forwarding kind of existed, but kind of didn't. And if you forgot to do the form to get your mail sent. Mm-hmm. And I know from working on yeah. campus, it'd be one of these things that when I worked on campus as like a hall director, you'd be there during the summer. You'd be constantly getting mail from people who are no longer there, so you're constantly sending it back. I mean, how they found anyone, I don't know. Then it was, I don't know if you had this. I don't, did you have landlines in your dorms, or were you t- too young? At the- no, no, in the house we did. 
and we had rotary phone. Okay, but not at school because at school, you know, it was like just like here, you dial a nine oh, and okay. then the number, right? Uh huh. Well, supposedly, that would have been like for the standard long distance. If you dialed an eight instead of a nine from the campus dorms, uh-huh. it was like I don't know, Sprint or MCI or something <laughs> else that existed, and supposedly it was cheaper. Oh, okay. That's what we're told. Okay. So you guys would do I the can eight. never tell. Okay. I can never tell. Man. But it was again a, a literally like a, a like an un, unspoken urban legend Got you. to do this. Did you ever try it? I don't know. I don't remember that far back. I bet I did. And again, I probably have some unpaid phone bills <laughs> or something. Oh man. I mean again, it was one of those th- things back in the day. Who's really keeping up on this everybody? Oh man. Yeah, I feel sorry for the phone companies. First they had to install all the phones. Second, you're trying to build people who are sporadically there. Yeah. Or, you know, you swig your roommates. Or you drop out. You drop out. Mm -hmm. And then you're the guy who's the roommate who gets the bill and find Mm -hmm. out that your other roommate had a girlfriend in, like, Bolivia. (laughs) And so you got this $500 phone bill, which no college student back in those days would be able to pay. Uh, You know, unless her name was Zach Morris from uh, Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Uh, so what are you going to do? You're not going to pay the bill? And then you, what, lose phone service for the room? I never figured it. I never couldn't figure out all the details of this. Mm. I just remember spending money because I, you know, in both cases, UW Oshkosh was far enough away from my parents' home to be long distance. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Missouri, same thing. Okay. So always spending money on something. Always. Always. Man. Somebody coming after me, <laughs> without a doubt. Hands out. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we are talking about our topic today of <laughs> is college really worth it? I'm going to maybe put the link to it. It's a CNBC article from back in February, literally called is college worth it and how to figure out the return on investment from it. So I think it's good that we all look at that. I know I have at least two or three books somewhere on the shelf regarding this. And a lot of it does talk to it really is kind of major specific. But again, not all of us can do. All those heavy-duty math and science-related majors. So Mm -hmm. you do have to think twice about, is it worth it for what the program is you want to do? You know, is it worthwhile to spend money at a private school where you may borrow more loans for a program where those returns are not that good right from the go? Mm -hmm. So things to keep in mind. Other things to keep in mind, quiet music that plays behind you as you talk to move yourself on to the end of the show. And just like that, we are back for our last sip segment here on the show. Our last sip of our espresso. Is espresso. Espresso number two. Espresso. <laughs> espresso or expresso? Uh, I guess because the show is quick, it's an express. An express. Oh, okay. An hey, expressive express espresso. I like to play on words there. I would, but I'm not very good at it, I, apparently. That's all I can say. <laughs> Dana, to head us out, because this will be our Friday show, do you have any idea you twos for people for the weekend? Yeah, sure do. Um, I cannot express how much you guys need to watch Summer of Soul, Quest uh, documentary. Yeah. Yes, I sh- uh, watched it with my mom uh, over the Easter holiday, okay. and she loved it. And you know it brought back memories for her. I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it did. So you guys check that out. Come on. Yeah. Stop sleeping on it. And related to that on a musical note, what I'm going to throw in there is, for those who didn't know, uh, I believe 
Tomorrow is officially record store day. So if you are looking for some fine vinyl, find your local record store. You know, I get the Amoeba newsletters. There's plenty of good stuff there. Uh, you do have to get in line if you want the record store day releases. And there's like five or six different ones. But if all you're just going to do is shop for other stuff, there is plenty of sales going on. But find your local re- record retailer. Pick up a little vinyl. Just pick up some music, everybody. Yeah. Record store day, uh, Saturday, April 23rd. Don't forget it, everyone. And just like that, Dana, guess what? I think we're done with our quick second espresso here. <laughs> and it's time to move on with the show. So I, of course, want to thank my co-host, Dana, for joining us today on What's Brewing Ceasefire. And thank you, our audience, for tuning in. And if you have something to say or you have topics you want us to discuss, email us at wbceasva at gmail.com. You can find this and all What's Brewing Ceasefire podcasts on Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app on your Amazon Echo by using Alexa. What's Brewing Sisva is a production of Studio 1051, a creative collaboration of Dennis and me. This has been episode number 177, recorded Friday or Thursday, April 21st, 2022. Have, have a, a great, great day <laughs> and, and have, have a, a great, great weekend. weekend.